So tonight, I'll, I'll go ahead and sit down for a moment. I'm just going to share for a few moments, and, and then I'm going to ask you to pray. Maybe pull out a, a prayer card that's in the seat in front of you. Um, this year, the word for this house is foundation. Can you say foundation? The reason why I believe this is so foundational, and, and I was talking to a close friend that, that I'm at, that, I, that real close friend that's been here before, and and, um, and spoke here probably in the first few months that we were here. It's probably one of my closest friends that travels around. And I was explaining to him about how I feel like the church is breathing. The church is an organization. We're breathing. We're saying, God, would you breathe on us? And God, would you, would you breathe life on this house? And, and I was talking about the foundation and, and how I feel like God is saying, you know, he wants to bring growth. He, he spoke to us clearly and said, I want to bring something new, bring some growth, bring green stuff, bring new stuff. You know what that means? That means messy humanity walks through these doors. Let, let me help you out. That means on Wednesday night, you might hear four-letter words, not in this building, on, on this side, but you might hear them if you're sitting up, standing in the other side. Hello? Shake your head if you understand what I'm saying. You might even hear them in the parking lot, words that you're like, I can't believe you kiss your mother with that mouth. You know what I'm saying? Guess what? How many talked like that when you didn't know Jesus? Hello? How many did? Come on, wave at me if you did. You just did. You're like, I can't confess. I don't want anybody to. So I'm like, I got, I was, somebody like, no, I've been saved my entire life. I have never said a curse word in my entire life. You know, for some of us on this planet, that's not our struggle. But there's people in this room, when you run into situations, that's your struggle. Let me help you out. There is a generation of kids that just need to know that God is real. They need to know that somebody loves them. And that's why next door there's 100 students over there and we've, we have a, a pastor that's, that's preaching the word and saying we want you to encounter God. That's why in the kids' ministry on, on Wednesday nights, they encounter a holy God. Are you, are you encouraged that, that we believe it's important for our kids to experience Christ? Foundationally, I believe this, that that if, if the foundation is what we build things on, foundation is what you build any structure on, then if the word says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and it's the evidence of things not seen, that word substance means support. That means substance means something that holds it up. You know what holds up your life? It's your faith. You know what holds up your, 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 your finances at times? It's faith. Why? Because when we give and we don't have it, we know that God can provide more than what we can give. We know that when we release it, it's that moment that, that we're doing what? We're saying, I'm stepping out in faith. I'm stretching. Go ahead and reach one more time. Go ahead. Go, there you go. There you go. Come on. Come on. Sometimes it, it, it's painful. Go ahead and put it down. Sometimes it's painful to reach out because you can't, you can't grasp onto it at times. But that's what faith does. Faith is our substance. It's that, it's that foundation that we stand on. And, and the passage of scripture that we've been, we talked about last week and we're gonna talk about this week and next week is this. In Isaiah chapter 54, verse two. And then um, if you're taking notes tonight, I did put it in the app. In Ezra chapter eight, um, very parallel scriptures and very parallel times. Uh, to give you the context, Israel is leaving Babylon. Israel was in exile and was leaving Babylon. In Isaiah chapter 54, uh, the prophet Isaiah gives them a word, and it's from the Lord, and he says, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, don't hold back. Can you say that, don't hold back? Uh, if, you, if you hear anything tonight, hear this. There are times in our life that when we lean on our default, when we lean on what's comfortable for us, that's the moment that you can hold back. 
But that's the moment that you got to realize that faith says, don't hold back. Faith says, I'm going to enlarge. I'm going to stretch. I'm not going to hold back in this thing. When I, when I feel like I just want to be comfortable, I just want to, I mean, for some of you in this room, it was not comfortable to come to church tonight. It was not comfortable to get in the car because it's a little bit colder than, than normal outside. You had to, to fight the traffic and, and dinner and all those things to get here. It wasn't comfortable. But you know something? Your faith is going to be encouraged because you did what? You took the action. You said, I'm not going to get comfortable. I'm not holding back. Who's not holding back? Let me clap one time if you're not holding back. So when he says don't hold back, he says stretch wide the curtains. You know what the purpose of a curtain is? It's to keep things out. It's so people can't see in. Uh, one of my sons, my youngest son, said, hey, Dad, can I get some black curtains for my room? And I'm like, I'm like, no. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember in college, we didn't, have, we didn't have black curtains. We took aluminum foil, you know what I'm saying? We covered that window up. Why? Because at noontime, you could sleep. At 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you could sleep. Why? It was like a dungeon, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was we didn't want any light to come in. We didn't go up and open up the windows wide and, and, and just let the light beam in, you know what I'm saying? That's the one thing that kind of wakes you up when you stretch wide the curtains. When you, when you look at that scripture, you realize this, that in John chapter 8, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. So when Jesus came into this world and he died on the cross, we know that the temple curtain where, where the presence of God was in this holy of holies was ripped from top to bottom and opened wide and everybody could see inside and everybody could walk inside. And we know in Hebrews that he says, that it says approach the throne of grace with boldness where you can find mercy. You know what Jesus was saying? He was saying stretch, the curtain that, that he ripped in two, stretched wide, it's not meant to be held back. It's not meant to be closed. It's where his presence, what flows out. He died so that his presence could flood the entire world. What does that tell me? That tells me that we have a unique opportunity to stand in the presence of a holy God and say, God, here's what I need. Here's what I desire. Here's what I know. Here's what your word says. Here's what I believe. And it's in that moment that we start enlarging the tent and start stretching wide that curtain because we want his presence to, to just beam right into our situation because I don't know about you, but when God's presence shows up, everything changes. When God's presence walks into a room and, and a lot of times his presence walks into a room, we just don't recognize it. We're just not aware enough. We're just so so self-centered at times. And, and it's not that we're selfish. It's we're just so consumed sometimes with everything around us. And, and that can be a distraction that we miss the very fact that He is here. He is with us. He wants to meet with us. And it's in that place when we realize that we can step into His presence that, that, that we can ask God, save my kids. God, I need you to give me wisdom. I don't know what to do with my spouse. I don't know what to do with my, my parents. I don't know what to do. I, I have to take care. There's so many different stressful situations that people in this room are walking through in life. And the unique opportunity you have is this. When you fast and when you pray, you stretch your faith and you make a decision 
I'm moving towards my God. I'm moving my life and I'm gonna focus on Him and I'm gonna allow that window to open wide so that He can beam right in and so that He can show up in a greater way. Now, if you look down in, in Ezra, in Ezra chapter eight, they'll put it on the screen for you. Ezra is leading this expedition. It's a journey out of Babylon. And he takes a large group of people out of Babylon and he gets to this river and they're, they're actually, it's right before they, they, they restart the temple in those days. And he brings them to this river and he looks around and he says, wait a minute, there aren't any Levites here. There's no priests here. There's nobody to take care of the temple here. So he sends nine guys and two other guys and he gives them careful instruction. He says, go convince the Levites, the ones that, that stayed back in Babylon, that stayed back in their comfortable place, we need them to show up. The Bible says that, that several show up and 200 uh, men that served in the temple showed up. And, and Ezra, when he, when he leaves Babylon, he tells, he tells the king this. He says, my God will protect us. God will not leave us. God will show up in great ways. And when he gets to the river with all these people after they bring out the Levites and they're about to make the trek, here's what happens. So in verse 21, they're by the, the Ahava Canal, and he does this. I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children with all our possessions. What was he concerned about? He was concerned about his life. He was concerned about his kids, and he was concerned about his stuff. How many is concerned about your life? How many is concerned about your kids? How many is concerned about your stuff? Hello? Your stuff being your house, you don't want a wind to blow it down, you know what I'm saying? Your stuff, you don't want somebody going in there and, and removing everything that you, you hold de near and dear to yourself, hello? So what do we know? We know that God has a plan, we know that God can protect, and we know that God can provide. The difference in this situation is Ezra knew, look, look what he says, he says, verse 22, he says, I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from the enemies on the road because we had told the king. Listen, he opened up his mouth and he told the king, you ever say something? And it was faith, my God will provide, my God will provide. And then on the inside, you're like, I wonder where he's gonna provide from. I wonder who's gonna provide that. I wonder how that's gonna happen. And you have no answer. You have no clue what it is. And you're like, well, Yes, I can't ask the king. The, the king was what? The king would have been the source to give him everything that he needed to protect him. But he said this because we told the king this, the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him, but his great anger is against all who forsake him. What, he, what was he saying? He's saying God's on my side and he's not on the enemy's side. God's gonna take care of us and he's gonna take them out. God is gonna overshadow us and he is gonna remove the enemy from around us. How many need the enemy removed around us? Come on now. Sometimes you gotta make it personal and realize that there's enemy, there, there's, there's, there's devices and things in this world and, and the enemy is at work around us. And, 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 and people sometimes are the, are the source of that. Are you saying God's gonna take that person out? No, I just honestly believe God can turn the situation around. That God can, pro, pro, God can provide, God can protect, why? Because God ultimately has a plan. When I look in 1 Corinthians and it says for that God's plan, if, 
if you love him that your eyes haven't seen it, your ears haven't heard it, and your mind can't imagine it, that uh, what he has planned and prepared for you is greater than that, guess what? His plan is personal because he cares about you. Jesus didn't die on a cross so that we could go through life and wonder, does anybody care? He died so that we could grasp the depth of his love when he chose to live inside of us. So when he opened up the curtain, he opened it up so that we could know him. He opened it up so that what we know would impact what we do. The one question we have to ask ourselves is this, is what we know impacting what we do? If we know that he is able, then do we really believe? If we know that he's our provider, then do we really ask? If we know that he has a plan, do we really say, God, I wanna be a part of your plan. I want your plan to be worked out in my life. Do we pursue the plan? See, there's that, that place that, that we've got to realize that, that faith is something that happens on purpose. Faith is something that, that you express. James says that, that faith without works is dead. If we don't do something about it, then it's just, a, it's just an idea. An idea without an action is just a fantasy. But an idea that God drops in our heart with an act of faith, guess what? is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for God to step in in a supernatural way and do what we could never do. Ezra sits there and says, we're gonna fast and we're gonna pray. We're gonna humble ourselves. And the reason why we're gonna humble ourselves is not because we're trying to twist God's arm. We're gonna humble ourselves because we are gonna put our face towards Him and we are gonna look towards God and we're gonna try to get as much direction and protection. We want Him. So he calls a fast. And the Bible says that when they called the fast, they fasted and they prayed. He said, so we fasted and we petitioned our God. And he did what? He answered. Oh, isn't that good? He answered. Why? Because they simply practiced what they believed. They simply decided that they weren't just going to believe it. They were going to walk in it. They weren't just gonna believe that God could protect them and say it to the king. They were gonna pray and believe it. And when they got up, they walked out and they walked towards Jerusalem. They knew that that was God's promise for them. They knew that that was God's plan for them. But if they would have stayed by the river in a safe place, in a comfortable place, they could have missed the plan that God had for them. But what changed everything it's just the simple, I don't want to say idea, but the simple thought in their heart that said, okay, we believe. Think about this. Do you believe that God has a plan for you, your kids? And if you have grandkids, your grandkids, then what do you do about it? See, what we believe has to impact what we do. Do you believe that God is still God? God still heals? And God still shows up and, and, and delivers and God does what only God can do. If we believe that, then what do we do about it? If we believe that God is our protection, then do we, what do we do about that? 
what do we do about that? Do we, do, we, do we hunker down and hide out and say, I'm never going to share my faith? And we get worried about sharing a faith with, a, with a, our neighbor across the street that really doesn't really like us or doesn't really understand us because we're just a little bit different than the people that live across the street from us? Do we, do we hide out and hunker down or we step up and say, my God will protect me? Or simply, you know, when it comes to protection, do we just say, you know, I'm going to stay within the four walls of the church. When it comes to protection, do we keep our faith in this room? Or do we let our faith flow into Publix, Walmart, Winn-Dixie, at the gas station? Do we let our faith be active in the world around us? It's that point in our life that we realize that, that God wants us to stretch. See, practice is the one thing that brings clarity. When you start practicing your faith, when you start praying, when you start saying, okay, God, I'm gonna start humbling myself and pray. If you haven't started fasting with us, I would encourage you tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow and Friday. Let me help you out. Some people are like, ah, I don't know, man. It's just so hard. It's, I'm just gonna, I'll get headaches and everything. Let me help you out. You will, it's, it's okay. You're not gonna die, okay? All right, I've been drinking like liquids for the last four, four days and it's been, it's been, Yo, yeah, challenging. I, I want to eat everything inside. I went over to the, to the gym, and I started walking to where they feed the kids, and I turned around. I'm telling you, man, I can smell it halfway across the gym. I'm just like, there's no way. That's the devil. No, that's, that's, a, that's love over there. I just need to walk away. Why? Because, because this is what I feel in my flesh. I mean, I'd encourage you the next two days, all the way till Sunday or, or the next two days, come and meet us at 7 or, or get up a little bit earlier and meet us at Either meet us here or meet us in, in heaven while you're praying to the same God we're praying to, hello? And separate and say, okay, I'm gonna give up. I'm gonna give up something. Some of you are like, I don't know if I could do that. Give up lunch. And during lunch, say, okay, God, today I'm gonna believe. And I'm not just gonna believe. I'm gonna do something about it. And I'm gonna humble myself like, like Ezra called this fast. I'm gonna humble myself because, because I just want you. And in the process of desiring him, that's when you'll, sh you'll see him show up. See, practice is what brings, brings the clarity that we need. You know that confusion and fear is not from God. The one thing that the enemy would want you to be confused about is listening to God's voice. The one thing that he'd want to be, you to be confused about is your next step, your, where, what happens to you next. Guess what? You don't have to worry about what happens to you next. If you're in this room and you're worried like, what's next for me? You know what you have to do? Pursue God. He's got it under control. He can handle your next. He's already in your next. He's got your next planned out better than you could ever imagine. And so if he's got it planned out, I don't have to have anxiety and fear and, and frustration. If I need a new job and a new career and a new, a new venture that I need to walk into, then guess what? My part is what? My part is the faith part. My part is the part that I choose to, to simply pray and to practice what, what I believe. That word practice, I, I shared this with you on Sunday, and if you weren't here Sunday, I'd encourage you to go and listen to this message. That word practice is the actual application or use of an idea, belief, or a method as opposed to theories about such applications or use. When it comes to being a follower of Christ, what matters is what we practice. Beyond what you believe, how many believe that Jesus was born of a virgin? Wave at me, come on now. So you're like, I don't know, this is a setup. How many believe that Jesus died on a cross? How many believe he rose from the dead? 
How many believe he's coming back? Okay, have you seen him? No, you haven't. Physically, we haven't seen him. Some of us in this room, probably the majority of us in this room physically haven't gone to see the tomb. Physically in this room, it's impossible for a virgin to give birth to a baby. But we serve a God who does what? The impossible. So when we believe, you know, that's, yeah, I believe, I believe, I believe. But if you believe, then what do we do with it? Do we just hold it to ourselves as like it's information that, that I have and it's, it's held up in my heart? Or does it become revelation and does it cause you to act in a different way? Does it cause you to posture your life in a different way? Does it cause you to pray in a different way? Because when, if I can believe that the impossible can happen here, then the same God can do the impossible over here. If I believe that he can, he can come into this world and die on a cross and raise from the dead and he's living in me, guess what? He can come over here and that person that's struggling with addiction that I know, he can set them free, he can deliver them, he can do anything. Why? Because he's God and he's able. It's that moment that we say, okay, I'm gonna practice. So tonight, let's stand to our feet all across the building. We're gonna, we're gonna practice something, okay? I'm not gonna get you to run around the building, so don't worry about it. They're gonna, they're, gonna, they're gonna play and they're gonna sing and I would encourage you, step out from where you are. If you wanna come and grab one of these cards and pray over them, if you wanna fill out a card and bring it and drop it on the, on the front, do that. If you wanna write something on one of these prayer first, the prayer first boards that people are writing on, today our, our focus was spiritual growth. Listen, as your pastor, I refuse to take you and show you the surface of the deep. In 2019, we're gonna go deeper than we've ever been before. We're gonna see God show up in greater ways. We're gonna see salvations at rates that we've never ever imagined. We're gonna see people walk out delivered. We're gonna see marriages restored. We're gonna see lives turned around. We're gonna see people that, that their faith is so encouraged that, that God opens up the windows and gives them an idea for, for what? For their future, that God plants great ideas in their hearts and their lives. Why? Because that's who God is. We believe, how many believe tonight? Come on, do you believe? Put your hands together if you believe. So as this season, we, we have a missionary here tonight and, and after this, after a little while, I'm gonna have him come up and share his heart with you because man, we believe in missions. I'm telling you, I believe in reaching the entire world. So tonight, if you wanna write on the board, if you wanna pick up a prayer card, they're gonna, they're gonna sing a little bit and we're gonna pray, but I encourage you, if you haven't spent time in prayer, find a place somewhere in, in the, around the front, around somewhere. If you wanna walk around, you can walk around. We'll pull us all back together and, and close out in prayer. Let's, let's practice our faith. Let's start praying for spiritual growth. Let's start praying for the students who are in the building next door. Let's pray for the kids that are in the building next door. Let's pray for the, for the people that walk on this property, that walk on just by chance. There's a young man that came by chance on Sunday. He was driving by and says, you know, I need to go to church. And he has been here two out of the three mornings for prayer. He came to our young adults event. He's just hungry for God to do something great. And I'm telling you, God is doing something today because what? Because we activate our faith. So let's practice it a little bit. Let's walk around a little bit. Let's pray a little bit. Get out of your comfort zone a little bit and say, okay, God, I'm gonna pray over my family. I'm gonna pray over my job. I'm gonna pray over my boss. I'm gonna pray over our business. I'm gonna pray over these things. There's some serious prayer requests down here. Someone down here needs healing in a great way. You know something? They're one prayer away from their answer. Do you believe that tonight? Come on, let's engage in prayer. Oh, that's so good. Jesus, we love you. 
you can step out, you can write, you can do whatever you want as far as prayer. Lift up your hands. Find a place in prayer tonight just for a few moments. Father, we just love you. We thank you, Lord, for, for this moment that we have to practice in your presence, God, to pray, God, to believe, God, Lord, to see you show up in greater ways, God. We truly want you, Jesus. We truly need you, Jesus. We thank you for what you're about to do, God, and we pray, God, that you would show up in greater ways, you would encourage in greater ways, but God, we pray, Lord, that you would take us deeper, Jesus. Lord, we don't want to be a people that just believe on the surface, that look good on the surface, God. Lord, we want to go deeper than the surface and encounter you in every possible way, Jesus. Take us, Jesus. Lord, as we step out in faith tonight, as we pray and as we practice, Lord, what we believe, God, I just pray, Lord, that you would have your way, Jesus. Move by your spirit tonight, we pray. Thanks for watching. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can check us out at OceanwayAG.com and click the gift tab.